welcome back to Star Girl Podcast. This is episode nine for Brainwave. And as always, we are your hosts. I am Angie and I'm here with Lizzy. And we got another email, Lizzie. We got another beautiful email. I love you all. Please can keep sending us the long emails, especially because we're just going to start reading them in the podcast now that we know how to access the email. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing to be able to access the emails. <laughs> we were very, very bad at this, but we've gotten better. And I hope you're all proud of us. <laughs> so, yes. Um I think we're sort of going to base our discussion of this episode around this email that our friend Nabiha Alam, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. And if I'm not, please come tell us by email or Twitter how to pronounce it. And I promise you I'll get it right the next time. We will um, correct ourselves. Yes. Um, she sent a beautiful email, a long email. So we're just going to try to go point by point because there's a lot to talk about in this episode. Um, and she started saying, hello, Stargirl Podcast. I'm in love with this podcast, and I wanted to set in my thoughts on the latest episode of Stargirl Brainwave. First of all, thank you. <laughs> thank you for sending <laughs> your thoughts. We love thoughts. We do. <laughs> we have a lot of them, and we appreciate when you have a lot of them and you share them with us. Um, okay, she goes on to say, overall, I thought it was a great episode. It started kind of slow, but by the end, it had a lot of bang. Um, do you agree that it was a slow episode at, at the beginning or do you think it was necessary sort of setup? I didn't think it was slow because I love like flashback things. So when the title card came up for decades ago, I was like in it. I was like, ooh, what are we going to learn? So yeah, I thought it was necessary to have that just be stretched out a little bit more, like take time to set that up, which I can see it being slow, but I was still... I was still in it. How about you? Yeah, I think in a way we we did need the backstory on the ISA. I, I will say Brainwave is my least favorite, or like the least interesting of it. Maybe because he's been in a coma for he's so been long. Asleep. Like I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about you, dude. I forgot about when you scared me. Like I move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yes. Um, but I do think it was interesting to see him. To see sort of how we got here with him experimenting on himself, because it sort of opens the door to the question of, did Henry get these powers normally? Did he inherit them? Or did his dad somehow experiment on him like um, Dragon King did on Cindy? And like, because why does he have power? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I thought it was interesting to get that similarity to Dragon King, because we also got that confirmation later that the only reason why Dragon King is still alive is because he conducted those experiments on himself and therefore evolved. So it isn't what we thought with just these powers being like this innate thing. It's also a result of scientific effort. I thought that was interesting. And I, I also really like that we started the episode with a more um, adult conversation, let's say like that, between Courtney and Pat. Because a lot mm -hmm. of the conversations are Pat being like, Courtney, don't do this. And Courtney not listening and whatever. Um, and I'm sort of glad, despite what she did last episode, that we got a little out of that dynamic. And we got Courtney and Pat like sort of working together this episode. Because I, that's the dynamic I really like. 
Yeah, and we don't get to see them all, especially with the rest of the JSA working together. And again, like especially in this episode, they were kind of separated out and like doing their own little side like missions in a way. So I did like that they started this episode with that moment with Pat and Courtney. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, back to the email. It says, first of all, I like getting more of a backstory to Brainwave and how it helped Henry make sense of his powers. But he was surprisingly chill about his dad being a murderer. I mean, does he really think that just because people think bad things, you have the right to kill them? I wish Courtney had said that in her speech, but it was a good speech, though. Mm -hmm. uh, I absolutely agree. Um, I even wrote it down in my super notes that I now take thanks to Angie. <laughs> Yay! Um, I love notes. <laughs> I wrote down that you are not what you think. You are what you do. So it's it's. I understand that when you're hearing everyone's thoughts and you just got this power, that might be overwhelming. But I, I do think Courtney made a good point of when she told Henry to sort of dig deeper um, because and which is basically what he did with Yolanda in the end. Um, and then he saw what was behind her desire to kill him. Mm -hmm. I, um, this whole idea of humanity at its core is rotten. I think, I think that's a bit too simplified for me and as well as being a bit cynical. Um, however, I also do think that while humanity at its core is not rotten, people's individual cores don't really change. So I think we can kind of apply this to as we're thinking about uh, Henry Jr. and whether we think that he is deserving of redemption or not, because we don't really have an idea of what his core is yet. We do for his dad. And yeah. I think we got that explained with the story about the well and how his grandpa like hung his father by the ankles over a well that is that is messed up and that is ripe for becoming a serial killer when you have a childhood like right. that it kind of explains that but there are also again plenty of people who go through abuse in their childhood and do not become psychopathic serial killers so how much can we excuse in that way and how much do people's cores actually change it does give us a lot to think about moving forward and how we're judging these characters right and i feel like brainwave sort of whatever he felt his dad did to him he basically did to henry and we don't know if he experimented on his own kid or we're supposed to believe henry jr got these powers uh, in a natural way whatever natural is in, in this universe um but I think it's clear that he didn't treat his kid. What, the little of what we saw and what we hear, he wasn't exactly a good father. Um, so, and I think that sort of ties back to Henry now, like trying to hang on so much to his father because it's easier to hang on to your father when he's lying there not saying anything and not being mean to you. Um, mm -hmm. Now that he's awake, it might get more complicated for Henry, um, and this is the first time after this episode that I'm starting to think. I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it. I don't, I didn't want uh -oh. to, but I'm starting to think he might not end up being a bad guy. It's not even that I like him. <laughs> I just don't think the setup is usually this much back and forth and this much complications when you have a straight up villain. 
And usually when you have this much of, is he good, is he bad, what is he gonna choose? Um, even if the character ends up making a wrong choice, he will end up making the good one in the end, because if not, what is all this set up for? Yes, I I definitely agree with that. I don't think that they would be giving us so much of that, is he good, is he bad, is he like his dad, and like giving us all of this family backstory if they're not going to do something different with him, which is why I think, I don't know, I'm kind of thinking Cameron... Because he's such a sweet right? boy. I don't... Because mm, his family is so clearly Evil. villainous. That, <laughs> that... And he's he's proven himself to be, like, such a, like, sweet person. Very similar to Joey. I feel like Cameron is also going to, like, be more on the good side. Because the way that they're setting him up is that... He's just this, like, sweet angel of the family. So, like, why would they suddenly turn his core to the opposite way? I don't know. I don't know, but maybe that's that's just the twist. Maybe they're trying to... Um, because, I mean, if we... When the, the show started, if you we had to guess, we would have said Henry, bad one. Mm-hmm. For sure, Henry Jr. And then we would have said, oh, Cameron. Um, so maybe... Maybe there's going to be some, some sort of tension there or some sort of twist. Or maybe he's just going to struggle, but the other way. Um, who knows? I mean, we don't know enough about these kids. And then, I mean, there's Cindy. And for that, I will read the continue with the email. and says, mm-hmm. I felt really bad for Cindy and the way her dad treats her. I wonder how long she'll be locked up. And why doesn't she tell Jack and King Stargirl's identity? She can use it to bargain, saying, if you let me out, I can tell you who Stargirl is. I feel like Dragon King would not care at this point. It's like, you can tell me the future, but you stay there. I agree. And also, I think uh, Cindy wants to handle it herself still. Like, she still has this drive to prove herself. She wants to be able to escape and take care of her business with Courtney to prove to her dad, but also prove it to herself. Right. I think she feels right now that it's personal. Like, mm-hmm. Courtney is her nemesis. and She's not going to give her up to her dad, so her dad can't take care of her nemesis. Like, she's got a nemesis. That's hers. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think she feels it's a little personal. Um, and that's why she, she doesn't say anything. It, it doesn't even matter now that Brainwave is awake. He knows who Courtney is, too. Like, at this point, I'm I'm shocked that there are not flyers all over Blue Valley saying <laughs> their identity. Like everyone, <laughs> have you seen this blonde girl? She's Star Girl, right? Like, look at her hair. You can tell who she is by her hair. But we'll get to that. Um, continuing with the email it says the Beth and Rick storyline was pretty forgettable. I still can't envision the new JSA as a team. I wish they did more team-building activities or at least hung out together more. It feels like they were at odds with each other one day and overnight they became a team and started caring about each other. But I wish we could see more of that happen. But it's getting a little late for that now. What do you think? I think uh, I think the email is correct. We don't really get to see them bonding past like the failed training that pat tried to set up two episodes ago we're not really seeing that and we're also seeing them be more at odds with each other and they're kind of 
infighting because of Courtney's idea to bring in Henry Jr. And I do like that Rick was sticking up for Yolanda. Um, I do like that. Um, As far as feminist movements and messaging goes, we do need advocates who are men who are willing to step up and step in as necessary in these types of situations. And I liked that. I liked that visual. I I liked that whole thing of Rick sticking up for Yolanda. And I think there's also a difference between using Henry as an advantage. and, And that's different than Yolanda forgiving him. You know, I think that needs to be made is I think Yolanda is still right to demand that she's not going to be on any team with him because it makes her so uncomfortable. I think the team does need to respect that. What do you think, Lizzie? The problem is I think they're both coming on it too emotionally. But first of all, I'm going to say I agree that we're not getting enough of the team. I would have liked to see more of that before we got into the real plot of the season. Um and I, those are the moments that I, I guess um, kind of get cut when you make the episodes shorter. Um, but that just for that reason, I did enjoy the Beth and Rick storyline because we do need these teenagers to hang out with each other in different combinations. Um, Beth and Rick might not be the, the, the most interesting combination to some people now, but I appreciate when they put them together and they make them work together. And Pat was like, okay, this is your, what you're going to do. Bye now. Um, and that was kind of fun to me because I do think they need to be more together, um, spend time as a team, even separately. That's um, true. And like, I forgot actually about them breaking into like Cindy's house undercover in the previous episode, but I think good. I kind of didn't consider that a team building activity because Courtney wasn't there. Like we're not seeing the whole the, gang together. Right. That's what we're not seeing the whole gang. Um, but uh, back to your point about Rick, I really did like like the feminist messaging of Rick saying what Rick basically said was, I'm an asshole. I've been an asshole. <laughs> but that's the line. We don't cross that line. We don't do that. Like that because he's he, he came at it as someone who was a little bit of a rebel or like the bad boy. But he was still coming at it like, no, 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 not that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I appreciate that line um, that Rick drew in the sand um, a lot. As for the whole thing, I think the problem is that both Courtney and Yolanda are being too emotional about Henry Jr. Can mm-hmm. Henry Jr. be an asset? Yes. Um, but Yolanda's too stuck and I hate him and I understand why she hates him. Even though we're all very sure he wasn't probably the one who sent the pictures. That doesn't mean he did good. We've talked about this before. That doesn't mean he doesn't deserve um, Yolanda's anger. But Yolanda's too angry and Courtney's too much of a unicorn. Like, you can't go around and be like, I'm going to change the world by being nice. Like, I get it, Courtney, and I appreciate it. And, like, this episode even made me like her more because I, I don't mind when she's doing dumb things. Because she's being good. I mind when she's doing dumb things for the sake of it. Um, when she's doing them because she wants to help someone. And I, I, I kind of understand that she felt Henry's pain and she wanted to reach out. So that kind of doesn't bother me as much. But in the end, she's being too emotional. 
and she and Jolanda, neither of them are seeing it as, well, this is what we need to, you know, save the world. So. Mm -hmm. And I think if we ever get to that point, a conversation between Henry Jr. and Yolanda where he apologizes for whatever role he had in what happened to her, I think that would help in me, right. like, also with my anger towards Henry Jr. Right. Because I think I'm operating from that emotional space too. Right, right. And it's easy. Like, I cannot... Like, I love you, Courtney, but like your emotional headspace is very hard to get into. Like, I'm like fat standing here, like, mm, like maybe you're both like, can I stay in the middle here? Like, I understand. And if I have to move somewhere, can I move more to Yolanda's side than Courtney? Like, Courtney, please. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the fact that she even went to the hospital to see him, I was like, girl. <laughs> Right, but what good's gonna come of this? But also, Pat didn't tell her not to. Like, I feel like the only one who could have said no was maybe Pat, and he was all like, "Like, she legitimately has gone into Pat. Like, where are you, Pat? Where are you saying no?" That's <laughs> true. Yeah, and how she and Courtney. Yeah, she's definitely starting to rely on Pat even more to the point of like pulling him aside at that awkward dinner I, right wait wait let me get to the email about that it says oh sorry I, I thought the dinner scene was really good but the whole time I was feeling uneasy I think that was meant to be or maybe I'm just a socially awkward person and group group dinners like that make me uncomfortable anyway at least Courtney knows that Jordan is icicle now and I'm so excited to see where that goes Ah. Oh. Let me continue with the with the next uh, one, and then we can tackle it all together. Okay. I have a problem with the Courtney and Cameron romance thing, because it feels like it's going nowhere. He appears one episode and then completely disappears for the next. It's like they don't have interest in developing that storyline, which I appreciate because you don't always need a romance. I just wish they waited until next season to bring it into play, because this season they don't have time to develop it that much. And also, when is the homecoming dance? Did Courtney miss it when she got hurt? Why is there no mention of it, right? I mean, that was my main question. I think we <laughs> talked about that in the previous episode. I was like, yeah, I we better did. see a high school dance. I love that in episodes of television, but we don't know. When we was homecoming? What time period are we in right now? Like, how long has it been since she was in the hospital? Like, we don't know. But I think we clearly missed it. Um, I think we're meant to assume that since Cameron's a good guy and heard she was in a car accident, he wasn't like, why are you coming to the dance with me? Oh, because, you know, car accident, um, <laughs> which I understand. But sometimes I wish shows gave you like one line. We don't need more than one line. Um, yeah. As for the romance, I think they don't have time to really set it up. But I think they they just don't mean to really go into it. I think this is the setup, actually. Um, especially now that Courtney knows about um, Jordan being icicle, because that, mm -hmm. that brings another thing into it. Like, she could have thought Cameron was cute, and now she, there's a second thing at, like, do you know, are you like your dad? And that might be interesting, especially as she goes forward, if she starts seeing Cameron still act like himself and it'll be like what do I do here especially yeah. because she's she's a unicorn 
Mm-hmm. I think it definitely, I think they set it up this season to raise the stakes for the upcoming conflict between all of the ISA and all of the JSA, because now she has that more like, she has any, an even more of a personal connection with the ISA now, now that she has a crush on this boy. So uh, now I'm thinking that Cameron's probably going to turn into a bad guy, but I don't want him to. He's so precious. That, that's the thing. It feels so obvious to me that since he's so precious, he has to end up bad, especially since they're doing the opposite with Henry. But but hopefully I'll just be surprised. And he I know. be bad, maybe. <laughs> um, I will be really devastated with... Because then it, it brings the whole, like romance thing it turns it into like an enemies thing and poor courtney like she has enough to deal with like when you're 16 and you have a crush it's already difficult and all-consuming but then when you have a crush on a boy who's like trying to kill your family my god that is messed up that's why the only ship that matters is courtney and and yolanda Mm. yolanda went to defend courtney like it was both that Yolanda was really mad at Henry and that Yolanda felt like Henry, by reason of existing, was taking advantage of Courtney. Um, so I think she was mad that he somehow convinced Courtney, even though he didn't. He did absolutely nothing. That's just Courtney being who she is. <laughs> yeah, I need to uh, turn my emotional energy towards the Courtney and Yolanda ship now because... Who knows what's going to happen with Cameron. I'm going to have to just release him from my heart. I mean, at least just make sure he isn't there like too deep. Just in case. Um, because I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then I'm um, continuing with the email. Uh, she says, I have a feeling that Henry didn't mean to share Yolanda's pictures. He seemed pretty surprised when it happened. In this episode, it seemed like he wanted to tell Yolanda something when she confronted him. Since Sydney is good with technology and stuff, I think she hacked into Henry's number and she's the one who asked for the news so she can share them with everyone. It's a weird theory, but I think we'll find out next episode. Um, mm-hmm. I actually think I actually think we'd have assumed it wasn't Henry. Like, we saw that it was uh, Sydney. There was a scene. Um, we clearly saw her being the one sending a, a message. Um, and then everyone got the picture even Henry seemed a little surprised at the moment. I It seemed like he was showing his friends. Anyway, mm-hmm. at the beginning, uh, but we don't know. Like, it could have been any, like, it, I think it's left vague on purpose um, to make Henry look bad, which mm-hmm. is probably why I think he didn't do it. Um, I think we've also talked about this. Even if he didn't do it, he didn't stand up for her. Uh, so, I mean, he's no romantic hero or anything. He just went into hiding and went like, well, I'm going to cut my losses. So I'm sorry, Henry, you still get no points. Yeah, it's still a pretty, it's a pretty dick move (laughs) to do that. Even if you didn't, even if you weren't directly responsible, you still didn't stand up for her. And yeah, you're right how like we see him and his friends like crowded around the phone or whatever. But you know, dudes, like they could be excited like that about like fantasy football or right? something, you know, like we don't know that it was a picture of Yolanda. We don't know. Right. Right. And then um, I, since we all have thought from the beginning that Cindy was involved, I mean, it's a, it's a cool idea that she maybe just 
Because the other option is that Henry sent Cindy the picture. And that still makes him look really bad. So if they're trying to make Henry look bad but not actually be as bad, then it makes sense for Cindy to have just gotten the picture some other way. And I mean, at this point, if you told me Cindy could fly, I'd be like, yes, (laughs) that makes sense. So Totally. If like antennae sprouted from her head, I'd be like, yeah, sure, that's normal for her. Fine. So, yeah, maybe she somehow can manipulate technology and maybe that's how she got the picture. Um, She seems to go, like, through grudges. Like, she had a grudge against Yolanda. Now it's Courtney. Now it's like, and then she had this breakup with her friend. Probably next season she's going to hate that friend that she had this problem with. And then it's just, like, Cindy doesn't seem to be someone who does the relationships really well. No, Uh, especially considering um, we got confirmation that she killed her mom. Right. Yikes. And then she was like, I'm going to kill you like I kill mom. And then she was surprised. Her dad was like, bye? (laughs) It's like, that family, they need to go to therapy because the things that they say to each other, like, don't make me take off my hood or whatever and her being like i'm gonna kill you like i killed my mom that is there's a lot to unpack there in a therapy session multiple multiple therapy sessions so many so many families in blue valley like let's talk about brainwave and all those tapes what was that like what is that that is insane how many tapes did he make also it was very wasteful because when, what I remember from VHS tapes back in the 90s, dear children who may not have been living then, um, I would record like MTV, like I would record like in sync music videos a bunch of times on VHS te- tapes. And like you had hours worth of footage on a single tape. Like if you're talking about your experiment for an hour, that's not enough to fill up a VHS tape. I, I don't understand. Why did he have one per day? And it's also, wasteful. Why did he have a VHS still <laughs> where, where Henry could play them? I'm like, what is this? Is this like the 90s? Like, did we go back in time? Like, and not only just having one, because like you could have one and it's sitting there and you like put one that works. Then, and then it's like all hooked up the right way. So like, yeah, what? is he like watching his own tapes? Like, is that how much of an egomaniac brainwave is? He's like, mm, look at me back in the 90s. I was so hot. Look at my hair. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and so we've gone all this time and we haven't talked about the plan which the big plan also makes it seem to me like Henry Jr. is going to end up not being bad because, well, I mean, his dad is a I think Brainway is gone. We got to get, like, he's got to die. Yeah. There can't be two of them, right? Like, right? Especially what they're setting up. Right. Especially when the plan depends on one of them and for it to be Henry and to be some sort of um, conflict within him, his dad has to be gone. Mm-hmm. So, um, did you like the map that we got? States, which was like squarely in the center of the United States. I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, they're not even gonna bother with like the West Coast or the East Coast. Right, they're starting directly in the middle. Right. <laughs> um, 
I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm I'm not even going to go into the plan because the plan, like, whatever. At this point, they've set up Dragon King as you're supposed to assume that he can do all of these weird things and you're just supposed to go with it. So I'm not even going to try to dissect that Um, because there are much more interesting things um, to talk about. Like, and I'm just sort of going to go through a few of them because they weren't mentioned in the email, but like how many teams was of superheroes was fat part of like how many <laughs> like and was he wearing the same awful costume for each and every one of them <laughs> probably god <laughs> yeah. he didn't level up his name or his costume until now god and then that that picture but like even courtney was trying not to laugh and she's so much more she like she's more cognizant of Pat's feelings, and she was trying, but like they had a cowboy, and, like she was like <laughs> and Robin Hood, right? She was like, "I'm trying, I'm trying, but you're not making it easy here." Oh, you know what was cool is we got a name drop for Crimson Avenger, who shows up in like the newer JSA comics. I yeah. think that'd be interesting if we had like a Jill Carlisle Crimson Avenger show up later, because it would give us an opportunity for another woman of color on the show. Oh, please. Wouldn't that be cool? And, like, she's, like, thirsting for vengeance. I love vengeance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, everyone's motivations here. Well, except Courtney and Beth is vengeance, basically. That's true. And we can connect that to um, Jordan's vengeance and how he wasn't satisfied by it. I think that's interesting. We usually don't get that kind of line from... The villain characters right i i i do think they're trying like that makes him more interesting but like i still don't think icicle is much of an interesting character. like i'd rather if we're gonna have black and white and that that dichotomy like i'd rather have henry jr and i don't even love henry jr but at mm-hmm. least he's more interesting in that regard than icicle um yeah. icicle is just he let's be honest he's just too pretty Oh, he's There's so handsome. I can't. Every time he adjusts, like, the his suit jacket, I get, like, my pulse quickens. <laughs> but then the, there's something that sort of bugs me when bad guys are so pretty. I'm like, oh, you're just too pretty for something is bothering me. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it makes no sense. But he's just too handsome for me. And then that's bothering me. Um... Yes. Um, back to the email. Um, there was, it says, there were two huge things that happened at the end. First, Barbara saw the cosmic task. God. And then they have to tell her everything now. And I don't think she's going to take it well. What if she doesn't let Courtney be Stargirl anymore? I can't wait to see how that turns out. Look, if Barbara turns around and is like, ooh, I like this plan. Let's go. I, that's not what a mom is going to do. <laughs> yeah. And we know how bad Courtney is at like, pitching the whole idea of being a superhero to people so i don't envision her uh successfully swaying barbara right away i think a combination of pat and courtney yes since pat's more uh level-headed in general i think more persuasive perhaps to barbara than courtney will be regarding this but wouldn't Uh, she be angrier at a pat like if i were her i'd be angrier at pat my kid is a kid 
Like she's doing dumb things, but she's a teenager. But Pat's supposed to be the adult that's supposed to be like Courtney No, and she has no way of knowing that Pat has said Courtney No twenty million times. That's uh, true. You. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way until you said it. Also, do you think Barbara knows about Pat's superhero past? Like, is Barbara aware of him? participating in these different superhero groups throughout the years because if she knows nothing about it then oh for sure this is going to be a severe break of trust in their marriage and it's going to take a while to mend that right i mean i would say she doesn't know anything because i don't think she would have been as surprised at the staff if she had any idea of anything Mm. And then that brings up a bunch of other questions that we haven't asked, mostly because we like the family dynamics as they are. But we we sort of have seen a little bit of Courtney's dad, Um, even if we don't think it's Starman, but we have nothing about Mike's Mm -hmm. mom. Like, who was Pat married to before? What happened there? What, like... Because we don't know anything. And then Pat's been the member of 25 different superhero <laughs> teams. So who knows what could have happened? Yeah. The only thing we kind of got uh, as far as his past pre-Barbara is when Mike was talking to Courtney in the football stadium right. and just saying, like, you have no idea what we've been through. Like, he could be very dramatic or they could have really been through some stuff regarding... Uh, Mike's mother we we just don't know yet right she could have been a superhero too maybe she died maybe she was does Mike know at least about his mom does Mike end up with powers like do we have a super family in season two I don't know but those are all interesting questions um and going back to the email it also says um also Henry Jr. killed someone and his dad woke up it seems like they are leading up to Henry joining his dad in the ISA, but I don't think he will. Since Brainwave is awake, he can do the mind control thing for the ISA, so they don't have to recruit Henry. So I think he's going to consider Corny's offer. I'm excited for next week's episode, the email continues. Why do we have to wait a whole week? Anyways, Same. have a great podcast and stay safe. Thank you so much for the email. We wish we... Do we really wish we got in all the episodes at the same time? Probably not. Um, but we'd like to know. Yeah, I just, I'm so impatient is my problem. Right, we wouldn't have been able to do this because like we, we get in them all at the same time. We still would have had to watch one and then do an episode and we would have gone crazy. <laughs> just Can you imagine like two weeks of like podcasting every day? Oh my gosh, right. we hate our lives. <laughs> right. Um, so yes, Henry Jr., I actually think even though everything seems set up for Henry, that's probably why I think like it's too obvious. Like Henry Jr. did something bad, he's gonna go um, evil and he's gonna join the ISA. That seems like the regular path um, this would take, which is why we're all like, yeah, right. It can't be that easy, especially when next episode is called Brainwave Jr. Mm. Then we we may get more explanation as far as like what specifically went down between him and Yolanda then because they would have to to get the audience on his side we need that information first before we accept him as like working with and being a part of the JSA 
Yeah, I don't I don't even think he will be like, hey guys, I want to be part of the JSA. I think maybe he just needs to spend one or two more days with his dad. And mm. then I think it might be even creepier for him to have a dad that suddenly approves of him than a dad that didn't approve of him. Because a dad that didn't approve of him kept him away from it all. But mm-hmm. a dad that approved of him wants him in the middle of it, um, doing all these evil things. And we already saw how badly Henry Jr. reacted to people's thoughts, even when people were not doing anything evil. Uh, so how long can he justify that to himself before he's like, you know what, I just can't do this. And then he has to run to Courtney, not because he wants to, but because where else is he running to? He doesn't yeah. have anyone else. And then Courtney was the only person who was kind of nice to him. Yeah. And also, I just realized this. We're kind of skipping over the fact that Junior likely killed a man. Right. Right. So we can't just for like, we can't just completely be like, oh, he's totally clear and good to go for a great redemption arc when I'm pretty sure that lawyer is dead, Lizzie. So yeah. how much can we actually like be on his side? I think this this does put Junior at best in like a gray middle area where he could potentially be an ally for this like end of the world scenario that they'll be dealing with. But then I think he's going to have to go on his own afterwards. Right. Um, I don't I don't think he is anywhere near full JSA member coming up anything which doesn't mean that like you said like in this particular fight he won't have and then who knows what season two brings mm-hmm. so hopefully again i just there's nothing the show has done that makes me think oh you know what i want i want him to ask Yolanda for forgiveness and then all of a sudden everything's right no 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 be no, very no. careful there <laughs> definitely not right he he hasn't really gotten um a redemption arc like oh maybe i don't want to be a super villain it's not a redemption arc it's just common sense so I think we also, before we sign off, we didn't really talk about what Beth was doing this episode. Her, her like big contribution, I think, is the revelation that Blue Valley was founded by, quote, the other founding fathers, right. which sounds really suspicious to me. <laughs> How about you? Everything in this, like, I mean, I, I kind of appreciate that they're giving us that backstory because... If not, the tunnels don't make sense. But, like, there are so many um, different groups of people in the in the DC universe that at, at some point I'm going to need, like, a shard. Maybe yeah. I'm going to have to make one. It's like, wait, what? Who lived when? And then who was, like, <laughs> You know what, what would be really helpful is an org chart. Like, if they have, like, okay, who's at the top? Who falls under their jurisdiction? Who reports to who? Who's connected? Okay, the seven soldiers came over that. Okay, uh, other founding fathers. And then what? Sep- they're separate. Okay. <laughs> right. And then also we really, and I don't think we're going to get it, but we really need a lot more backstory on 
Stripesy and Starman than we've gotten because what were those two doing for so many years? Um, that was weird joining all those boy bands of superheroes. <laughs> Maybe that's what's on the rest of the VHS tapes that Brainwave has. <laughs> it's like 10 minutes of him telling himself what happened and then it's all boy bands after that. Right? God. And then, yeah, the the... They were all mostly boy bands. We haven't seen that many girls. Um, so That's right. <laughs> maybe because girls would have fixed things. True. Very true. Or like there's like one-off girl superheroes. Like I'm sure they'll make a reference to Wonder Woman at some point. Right. But you're right. There's not like a group of lady superheroes that have been mentioned at all in this show. Right. So I hope that comes up, even though I don't think we're getting it anytime soon. We're going to get whatever's going to happen with Henry Jr. next episode. And I assume next episode is not going to have him at the end be like, yes, I'm joining the JSA because there's still three episodes after that. And then um, episode 11 is um, Shining Night. So we're going to get into Sir Justin, which good, because if he's yeah. going to have hallucinations in the middle of the hallway we need to get him out of there soon and we just need i think it it would do well for us to get more of that backstory and to help fill in what's happening on those orc charts that we need and how they're connected to everyone and everything else that's happening in blue valley and how many boy bands are on this dang chart oh my god Right, and then he's probably going to come into it in a moment where I assume Barbara is not going to be happy with everything that's gone on. So maybe the idea that there's another adult person will help Barbara like come into terms with things. Because I, I think she's going to be angry. I think she's going to try to say, like, this is the end of it. But that's mm. easier said than done if the bad guys can just knock on your door. So, yes. I agree. The next episode is going to be really interesting. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about, Lizzie? No, I think we're good. Except people keep sending us your emails. We absolutely love them. We do. And it does help. (laughs) So what Lizzie and I do is we watch the episode and then we re- like we immediately basically record the podcast. So when you send us emails, it helps us to organize our thoughts too. So you may notice an increase in quality when you send us emails. It really <laughs> does help us. And in the meantime, you can visit stargirlpodcast.com for all the latest news about the Stargirl show. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stargirl Podcast as well. Subscribe to Stargirl Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, please hit us up with some five-star reviews. Don't forget that we're part of the DCTV Podcast Network. With podcasts for all the DCTV shows at dctvpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Last but not least, subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. DCTV Podcast also has its own T Public store. So if you're interested in DCTV related merchandise, click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear as it supports the network so we can continue to make these podcasts. Finally, if you have any questions or thoughts about Stargirl, 
email us at stargirlpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter. See you later. Bye.